Hi and welcome to episode 5 of Bet on People and today I have Kaushik with me. He is an engineer turned marketer and he works as a product marketer at Survey Sparrow and he also has a very interesting side hustle, a food delivery startup out of Velour in Chennai. Over to you Kaushik. Hi. Hi Sne. Uh, so I'm really happy to be here on, on your podcast. I watched all your episodes. Uh, on bet on people so it's really great to be here and uh, yes uh, but to start with uh, you know yeah thank you so uh, it's just you know the side hustle was basically i started it uh, last year when the first wave of uh, covid hit us all so badly so we were not able to step out of our homes and we were not able to you know get all our essentials so that's when i had this idea to start something Maybe, uh, you know, the idea was just to employ at least one uh, job affected, I mean, job affected because of COVID, you know, there were a lot of people who lost their jobs uh, due to COVID. And I just wanted to hire one, uh, one delivery executive and just give him an opportunity. So that's how I started it. That's and, amazing. Uh, so, just... so do you have a special connection with food or was it just the idea because there was a, a limited availability of food. I, there were a lot of issues in the beginning when the lockdown first started. Um, uh, a lot of uh, companies that usually deliver groceries, they didn't know what to do. So for one week, we were kind of scrambling about. So was it that the need yeah. or do you, I mean, of course, we all love so, food, but do you have a special connection with it? Yes, I actually started it uh, in September. So basically, I mean, I was just trying to figure out because COVID is also new to new for me also. So I didn't know what to do and how to get started with my side hustle or how to start a business, whether I want to do this or that. So I was just trying to figure it out. Uh, so I started, uh, it was almost September because March to July is where we were all badly, you know, in need of a lot of things and we were not getting it. So I kind of figured it out and I, I thought, okay, so let's start it out. Let's give it a shot and let's see how it goes. So that, that's all uh, it was planned. So, and I really, uh, I mean, maybe regret it. I should have started it a little bit earlier, maybe in June or July, I would have helped a lot of people. But, uh, you know, I just planned it after July. So I kickstarted, you know, not very big plan and all. I just, uh, you know, immediately after having a plan, I just named it as Easy Eats. So, uh, because they, they, I mean, there was Uber Eats, so I was just thinking, you know. <laughs> no, that, that's brilliant, right? You don't have to be number one or even be like the, come up with like a grand name because that's what I do. Like I, I buy a domain and I think that this name has to be like the best name in the entire universe. And that's not true. Like the, the simpler it is to understand, the better it is. And I love that you just took Uber Eats, made it easy eats. And you just went with it. I love that shoot first mentality. So how long did it take you from that idea to conception to execution? What was that time frame? Uh, so it, it's basically four days. People uh, wouldn't believe. Uh, it's just that's that's of, amazing. I, four uh, because, four uh, days. Uh, yeah, the delivery uh, the delivery as, uh, associate who is working with me has already lost his job and badly looking for opportunities. And I had this idea of starting something and maybe mm -hmm. a food delivery uh, service for people. So since I already had uh, this Anna, 
who is ready to join and uh, just uh, get started with the work. And uh, I, since it's my town, I, I know a lot of uh, people who run hotels. And it's very easy to, you know, reach out to them and uh, say, hey, this is the idea which I have. And uh, I mean, Amazing. partner. Yeah, so that's how it all started. And it took like two to three days, you know, for me to reach out to all my friends and, uh, you know, to random people who run hotels. And, uh, you know, I, I just told them, uh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm doing this. So right now, I'm not going to invest anything in marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's basically you do marketing for yourself. So it need not be from Easy Eats name. It can be from your name also, the hotel name. Sure. Just tell your uh, regular customers that you have the service. And if you want to make use of it, you can always reach out to this number. And I gave my number there. Amazing. So, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. that, that's just like how simple it is right you identified the need figured out this is what i want to do found the right resource and just went with it and it it, it works so is there uh, no other i mean competition are hotels sort of uh, or restaurants sort of doing this on their own where they deliver food yeah so basically we had swiggy uh, we are still okay. having swiggy Oh, but the delivery charge and the GST tax, everything uh, yeah. you know, adds up to, you know, almost 50 to 60 percentage of your food cost, right? Yeah. So when yeah. you're ordering, uh, let's say, a shawarma for 110 rupees, you end up paying around 170 rupees on the whole. And that was, Tell me about know, it. And that might work for uh, cities like Chennai, Bangalore, or uh, Bombay, but it might not work for, for a small town, right? Because, you know, paying 70 rupees plus the food expense is definitely not okay for a lot of people who are based out of town. So, so then, what I thought is mm-hmm. I should, yeah. How, so I uh, thought, okay, let me just, uh, you know, do the deliveries for 30 rupees uh, as less than 30 rupees uh, between zero to two kilometers. Whatever the, whoever is opting for deliveries, it's just 30 rupees. If their location is between zero to two kilometers and if the kilo, uh, I mean, if it, the distance is, uh, somewhere between two to five, I will. I'm still charging forty rupees, and if it is more than five, I'm char- I'm actually telling them the price accordingly. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, and how are you um, charging? Let's say the restaurants that come on board, is it based on the number of orders that uh, are being placed through your uh, company? So that is something that I have to work on maybe in the future because right now okay. we are not, uh, you know, running on any margins with the hotels. Got it. Especially whatever the food expense. So we are basically, you know, it is not profitable. I just wanted to give the salary to my delivery uh, executive on a monthly basis. So that's enough for me right now. Understood. So, and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and I mean, the delivery, uh, every day we actually, we started with five deliveries uh, when, when we when, the, when we kick-started Easy Eats, it was five deliveries a day. But right now, it is around 30 to 35 deliveries a day. And uh, he's brilliant. managing to do all uh, by his own. And whatever uh, the delivery charges that we earn on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, that is more than enough to, you know, give a salary to that Anna. So that is more than enough. That's, that's and, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So I was just thinking maybe, uh, so, you know, nail it first and then scale it. So, <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's that's the whole. Uh, I was I was having this conversation uh, with a friend uh, the other day, and he 
is very passionate about education and he's doing that right now where he is teaching students online and he wants to take that entire system online and i guess we all know right that there's a huge problem with edtech platforms right now they spend so much on marketing and sales and they i mean at some point like they're literally harassing you to get on board when you know the focus should be the quality of the education you shouldn't turn educators into salesperson and do all of that and this is the exact thing that we were talking about like creating a minimum viable product testing it out fine-tuning it and then taking it to you know market and then scaling it which you've done brilliantly i mean four days is insane have you by chance yeah. read the 48 hours to startup because it sounds like you've just followed that exact template that's exactly what Maybe. Uh, it, <laughs> oh, but i didn't actually uh read i mean i didn't read the book so it was all because i mean it is easy for me to reach out to people uh, in my own town because maybe if i had started somewhere in chennai or some other city it might have been difficult for me because i wouldn't have known them since mm-hmm. i already yeah. know these people who i already have uh, some of their uh, contact numbers right? so it's very easy to you know drop a whatsapp message and just check check their availability and go meet them immediately so i mean it didn't take it usually didn't uh, uh, you know will not take time when you're starting something uh, from your own uh, town yeah i think so many people forget that like they don't tap into their immediate network they they always want to make yeah. something and they want to make something so big and then they feel like oh why is this not working i mean you should make the people around you your micro brand ambassadors and then the true word of mouth it spreads and then you know you have something which is scalable so if it wasn't this book i'm, I'm assuming that either working at survey sparrow or uh, maybe you have some startup experience before which sort of yeah. motivated you to do this oh uh, definitely so uh, yeah service paro so i started uh, i started easy it's when i joined service paro so that was the month i was joining service paro love so, that how do you take on <laughs> so much i mean so you start a new job and you start a new side hustle i mean that's brilliant yes uh, i mean i mean not a lot of my work so i i don't do uh, so i just created a dashboard to track all the orders and to track can, all the can can we see that can can you give us a sneak peek into what that looks like uh, that is actually in the product which is uh, right now i'll definitely share it with you once the call is done because Absolutely. i have a computer uh, yeah i have a computer in a separate room no worries yeah i use yeah. a product called digi yeah so what is the what is the product a uh, busy busy b u s y is basically a billing product a very basic uh. product uh and i've installed that in my computer and uh, we paid some 7000 to get the product so right now we are maintaining all the data in that so is it's a one time cost right it's not a not a subscription it's a one time cost yeah it's that one, it's that one. i think is really important because in the beginning when you're starting out you don't necessarily want to uh, you know add those recurring costs you want something which is either exactly. free or is like a one time investment where you just buy it and then it just does the work for you so yes also is is your engineering background something that that is helping you sort of build out the dashboard are you using some type of no code platform are you doing all of that by yourself uh no uh, when when you said uh, dashboard i didn't use any uh, kind of uh, no code tool to build the dashboard uh, i mean this is something that i'm planning for july maybe i i'll be happy to share that 
but still there are a lot of things to do maybe can i share my screen yeah yeah so absolutely the whole and and the, the dashboard looks will look empty just to let you know but i'm i'll just show you like what i'm planning and how i'm going to track all the expenses absolutely you can you can go ahead and share your screen i think this if yes. for people listening in um kashik is now showing us what is its dashboards look like oh uh, basically this is something that i'm planning for uh, july uh so this is going to be the customer name mm-hmm. i mean who is going to buy the food or who is going to order and right. this is going to be the customer phone number and the hotel name so right now i've just named it as bca hotel and abc hotel but here i will have all the hotels in the drop down i have mm-hmm. to still work on the hotel names and the delivery man the delivery uh, person who is doing deliveries uh, his name is mohan so i have named it and we have uh, so i just added my name also because at times when mohan is very busy caught up with multiple deliveries i just go and deliver food also so oh i my god my name oh, i'm i'm just mm-hmm. like i'm loving this right now this you getting down and dirty and actually getting the work done which again so many people don't want to do right they don't want to go out and figure out okay these are the problems that would happen with a delivery this is what i have to figure out with logistics uh they also get so caught up in the fact that oh i don't have the right resources but then you can actually go and do it yourself um so yeah. i think uh chef bezos did that uh, he delivered he used to deliver books himself i think in the beginning and yeah, i think yes, the I the, yeah, the 1 millionth order he went and he delivered it himself i mean that that's crazy yeah. yeah so this is how uh, my dashboard will look like so it is ordered by so if the order is from our side i name it as customer because we already have some set of customers mm-hmm. who is regular and if the order is coming uh, to easy eats from the hotel then we actually put it under hotel and the delivery amount right now the delivery amount is 5000 again i'm just testing this out i'm not sure how is this is going to be the delivery amount is 630 rupees and the address uh, the delivery address again this is not the address right address i just i'll just put it this uh, as a place holder and the mode of payment right now uh, the mode of payment is cash and uh, we have a couple of account as well uh, the bank account where people can uh, if they are going to go uh, use google pay or phone pay they can uh, use these account as well and the expenses so this is expenses something that we do because uh, you know Uh, we have our own petrol expense and mm-hmm. we have yeah. if uh, the delivery associate is caught up then we have we will have to provide him lunch and dinner so you can okay. make use of the money and uh, whatever money that we actually spend on a daily basis everything will come here and i have this tracker where uh, i've just put some addition or uh, subtraction and all like this put some uh, formula and uh, so i'm just trying to calculate things but again so this is a very basic dashboard uh, so there are a lot of things to be done here but yeah this is just this this word. looks this looks amazing you know and i think again people think that you need to get started with like the fanciest tools and you have to invest all of that money but google sheets google docs i mean that should be your go to uh, 
yeah. I, I am I'm sure you already uh, follow Dave uh, on LinkedIn and that's what he does like when he started with his DGMG jobs just put everything on okay. a Google Docs and shared the link and I've seen so many other companies also do that they just put like a job description on Notion share the link to Notion right you don't need yeah. to go and pay for a job listing on uh, LinkedIn I mean I guess LinkedIn is free but uh, Indeed and Nokri and on yeah. Monster and all of that you can you can just do that through like the the basic tools that are available to you yes um, exactly so right now what how how would one place an order they they give you a call and then uh, they relay the order to you you let the restaurant know and then uh, that's that's the communication channel right now it's happening over phone yes, exactly so it's a lot of manual work right now as you said Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, someone placing the order because I don't have a dedicated app for this to run right. this thing, to run the whole business. So what I'm doing is, uh, uh, since you said, it, uh, are you using any no-code tool? So here I'm using a no-code tool called uh, Glide. So I just okay. built a web, app, web application using mm -hmm. the no-code tool Glide. So where, uh, even in the Glide, so you, I mean, if someone places the order, I'll not be able to know directly on their app. So they will have to call us. Okay. But they in the glide, so the one problem that I'm trying to solve is I just want to give all the menu cards of all the hotels in the glide app. So that, you know, the one call is reduced. Uh, because yeah. every time what happens is they, they call us first. They will get to know what are the items available under which hotel. Mm -hmm. And then they again uh, call us the second time or third time and then they place the order. So uh, just yeah. to reduce the two calls, I've given everything uh, in the Glide app where they will have an holistic view of all the hotels and all the hotel menu cards. And then uh, it's easy for them to call after looking at the menu. So yeah, the, the yeah. one or two calls is, you know, basically reduced and time is getting there. Amazing. That's actually how Zomato started. So Zomato was, yeah. wasn't a food delivery startup. It was just to look at the menu uh, because the founders found out that when people are at the cafeteria it takes so long for everybody to look at the menu then place the order the lines were super long so they just put yeah. the entire cafeteria's menu together uh, in a simple like html website and it just took off from that then they realized okay there's a need for people to place an order online and you know now it's become so much more than just like food delivery went on to events and uh, so much more but that's, that's exactly how Zomato started so I'm definitely looking at Easy Eats as <laughs> as a yeah. as a it could be it could definitely be a strong competitor and especially like these cities that are remote that necessarily don't have like the best internet connection and phone works so well right having that yes. like person talk to you also uh, because a, a lot of people aren't very uh, technologically adept to navigate an app. So it actually would might work in your favor to be using that channel uh, through phone. Yes, uh, and uh, we have a lot of customers who are 60 plus, 70 plus. So they are very comfortable, uh, you know, in calling us and uh, placing the order and yeah. getting to know what are the items available. So it's easy for them to place the order because we have been serving a lot of COVID affected families as well mm -hmm. in the second wave. So it is, you know, basically they tell us the item and uh, they tell us the order. So they ask us, you know, 
follow the same order on a daily basis just give us the food for, for the next seven days or something brilliant I mean, day. it could turn into like a food subscription now i see it competing with the likes of eat fit yes <laughs> yes kind of so yeah that's uh, that's very easy for them to actually that way but yeah in the longer run if you're totally you know relying on phone calls and placing the audit it's, it's not scalable but i think that scalable. it if you target that specific niche right where uh, you're looking at people who are older and people that can't necessarily uh, get like really good bandwidth then i mean yeah. you are you're on to something here so back to the question i asked you earlier so is it your engineering background that you would credit or working at a startup working at service paro how do you get into that mindset okay i i want to start something of my own so basically i would like to you know give credits to both the startups that i i had been a part of and I'm still being a part of a startup so you know the startup culture is something that i always you know love so you know you get to start things from scratch and you get to make good experiment with a lot of different things and you see the results so it's always as a you know the startup you know i would always suggest any fresher if they want to start their career if they want to start their career fresh i would ask them to start their career in a startup so that's when you know uh, in, in big companies in organized companies the process is already set the the workflow is already created and you're just going to take time to learn the workflow adapt to the uh, work ethic the company's work ethic and you're going to do that so that's no big uh, no big deal right Yeah. But whereas in a startup, you know, they have quite a lot of things to experiment with. They have they have a lot of plans as well. So when you work for a startup like this, and you actually get to th- develop things from scratch, and yeah, so that's what I have uh, I had done in my previous startup because I was a thirty percent employee when I when I joined Skilling, and right now the company's headcount is I think it has crossed two uh, hundred or something. uh so you know uh, so the company is, is growing really well and when i started we were just you know operating the whole system in a uh, uh, in actually a marriage hall in a wedding, in a wedding hall so wow. but now yeah but now the company is you know they have a branch in chennai bangalore they have two offices in chennai and they have one in bangalore and hyderabad so they have lot of students enrolling in courses so it is basically you know i've learned a lot of things in that startup and when i started elite it's basically you know the time when i joined service para as well but service para it's totally a different learning it's totally the spa, i mean the task phase where you get to learn more about the product the product and tech world so yeah it's basically i would like to give credits to both the startups that i'm been a part of and how did you make that uh, journey from an engineer to a product marketer what happened in between fillers in yeah so i actually did my uh, engineering in biotechnology uh, so when i actually joined biotechnology i was really interested but then after the first year after the first year i think i was totally losing the interest i didn't uh, take my career seriously i didn't take my life seriously when i was a bio- when i was uh, you know in the second year and i definitely i very well knew that uh, biotechnology is something that is not going to be my cup of tea uh, so i was just you know starting to look for opportunities uh, in the event management uh, field or in the marketing field because anyways you know you are not going to pursue biotechnology anymore in mm-hmm. the bachelor so i didn't even uh, used to attend labs and all 
so that's how it all started and uh, you know in the third year so i started doing my internship for an event management company so where uh, we were just you know trying to organize an event it's called ifka indian science and uh, congress association so it's basically for science background students and then you know that was in hyderabad so and then you know i slowly started to migrate my career maybe uh, switch my career from biotechnology and started learning more about startups and uh, marketing and yeah again uh, marketing is something that i have decided after i passed out of the college but when i was in the college i just wanted to work for a startup i uh, not that i was desperate to work for a startup but i was also giving my uh, you know shot for various big companies like fresh works or and all but i didn't really make through uh, so after uh, you know passing out uh, of college so i was really you know in need of a job and i applied for startups and i got into skilling and that's how my journey started and when i started skilling i was just you know asked to uh, take care of all the social media handles of skilling what was the so interview all, uh, process like um knowing that you didn't have necessarily like a background in marketing and uh, i'm not sure what your experience what social media was at that point but most companies when they hire freshers they have this amazing uh, you know job description where they like are uh, looking for freshers with like 5 years of experience <laughs> and that's actually yeah. i mean not necessarily in india but the recession that happened in us is responsible yeah. for most of this because so many people lost their jobs and they had like years and years of experience they started looking for entry level jobs and now because of that whole uh, thing now people expect people um, as in these uh, em- employees to have like a world of experience when they're just starting out so what yeah. was your experience like uh, the interview process the hiring how did that go so i had zero experience in marketing when i was applying for a role at skilling so i didn't have any experience and it was basically i had a, a, a i had a round with uh, my co-founder so the company was very small and he, they just want someone to take care of uh, you know to take to take care of social media handles and to take care of a lot of stuff which is uh, coming and uh, and they actually noticed uh, i mean if you are ready to learn if you have the hunger to learn then you are in so Brilliant. i mean everything yeah. you can learn on the go but you uh, you you just need to have that hunger to learn and when you have that i think you are you know you you are mostly in and that is something that uh, he was looking for so he was just seeing the noticing the passion and the hunger of for me to learn things and that's how i got in so i didn't have any experience everything is basically you know i just whenever i'm doing a social media post i i you know look at 10 to 15 competitors social media pages how they are doing and what they are doing and that's how i i used to you know follow a very similar template or i used to follow a very similar methodology and yeah that's how it all started i had one of my you know uh, bosses he's is my manager he was my manager and he just taught me a certain thing hey you have to do this i mean try uh, taking inspiration from this company from this company and try doing that let's see if that is working that's how we all you know yeah. experimented yeah good good mentors and that sort of uh... playground to experiment is so important because like you said so many of these big companies right um they have these set systems and processes because in the beginning i'm sure they experimented and they found out what works and now they stick to it right you don't fix what's not broken 
and with a startup when you have like a really good mentor and you you did and they give you that sort of freedom right okay go experiment figure yeah. out if this works and that's so thrilling because you're doing and you're building something of your own you're not taking something that is there and you know running with it your name is attached to it so it becomes like your babies uh, there's so much uh, exactly. a sense of pride attached to what you've done so how did that yes. go uh, researching competitors coming up with a social media strategy did you start enjoying uh, social media after that yeah definitely uh, when you you know see the growth happening uh, when you see the graph going up it definitely you know it it definitely pushes me to do more and uh, every time so i was not a very big uh, you know marketer when i when i kick started so it was all on the go learning and you know as you post something and when the when your post goes viral uh, but i i didn't have any post going so many posts going viral but yeah even if you get like 10 to 15 likes for your post and if someone finds your post valuable or if they have learned something from it well, that mean your job is done So that was the thing. Important. So I just wanted to, yeah. I I think people get caught up with the number of likes and the number of followers that they have, and the question is always, how do I grow my following? How do I grow my business? But the question that you should be asking is, how am I adding value to the target audience? Right? Why would they want to follow you if if you are in yeah. sort of a red ocean? There's so many other competitors out there, right? um how do you set yourself apart and the 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 one thing obviously which comes to mind for b2b is being active on linkedin and not yes. just having a company page because people don't necessarily want to hear about a company they want to hear from people and i know you've got some uh tips for us to crack that linkedin so i definitely want to get into that now sure sure i'll be again now sharing my screen now absolutely uh, yeah so for people that are listening to this you might want to check out this part of the uh of the podcast on youtube and i'll also be creating like a snippet so that you can see it separately yes yes Uh, so I, it was I love Canva. Canva is like the bane of my existence. I am telling you, people think yes. that I am so good at design because I use Canva templates. <laughs> I suck you at design. You have so many Canva templates, and you know, you know, you you really have a lot of uh, interesting uh, Canva templates to make use of. So I just used one such template. So you know, uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, uh, I jotted down based on my experience. i'm sure uh, this is this will work uh, not a proper formula or something but these are uh, you know the the opportunities that you can definitely get when you follow yeah, this like the the basic building uh, blocks because a lot of people struggle with uh, you know just consistency they don't know what to post when to post um yes. should they even say something because they don't feel like they have anything valuable to add because the imposter syndrome kicks in cool so take take us through this yeah so basically the first thing that i've mentioned here is uh, you know you should have a human connect with your network Absolutely. so it shouldn't be just highs and hellos that you send to your network so oh you god have a human connect so yeah. you know you uh, i've i've personally come across a lot of people you know just sending highs and hellos yeah yeah random so, people uh, that i don't know if you've you've had this happen to you but like random people would connect 
and you want to just you know widen your network and you you're not necessarily like being too picky about who is in your network right it's linkedin you're not trying to um i mean it's networking at the end of the day and then the first message that they send is trying to sell you something it's so like yes. it's it's such Bad a turn off um and it's so important like people just writing hi hello and they don't have even like a profile picture so you don't really know who you're talking to is it a bot uh, what do they need yeah. it's so so basic so this is super important yeah and uh, just to you know add something to it you know i just added a tip so basically if you if you are reaching out to uh, a particular person just try to know them uh, maybe take a look at their posts activities and updates what they are up to what they are what they are very interested in seeking and you know that will give you a more uh, clarity and confidence while you are reaching out to that person yeah. so instead of just sending highs and hellos you can just start your conversation like this hey i've seen your post i've read your article i i found it really interesting and yeah well, i mean also i'm on the lookout for uh, this role in your company and why don't we you know why don't you take a look at my linkedin profile and see if i would be a good fit so this is how your uh, conversation should be absolutely and i i would just end with uh, this one line that i picked up from this masterclass uh, on negotiation with chris was um when you're talking to people right and always i mean time is money so when they take time to read your message end it with saying that i appreciate you doing this i appreciate you taking the time to do this right and yeah. that will generally give get you a response even if it's not positive it will get you a response because you being very considerate yeah. of their time you shouldn't assume that everybody that you reach out to is going to help you not because they don't want to but because they have so many other priorities and also yeah. don't be like too self serving like i've done this i've done that like you said you start with something that you like about there and show genuine interest a lot of people again make that mistake saying that oh i said this and it was so interesting and i loved it and you can tell it's fake right it's like a template that you're using so you have yeah. to be yeah. very very uh, you know picky with the kind of people that you reach out to so that you can personalize the content you genuinely should want yeah. to connect with that person cool what's yeah, the second that tip? goes to my second point as well uh, you know so basically uh, i just you know the second point is drop a personal note uh, yes, while sending an invite so this important the most yeah. underrated feature uh, that we have not yeah. been actively using this feature on linkedin uh, so you should you have an option to drop a personal note while you're sending an invite to a new new person so please make use of that feature so the tip i actually told have a template ready by default because every time uh, it it you need a lot of time to write about you about your expertise but again the second point is personalize it accordingly every time you're sending a new invite so mm-hmm. that is important yeah yeah it is absolutely. not just that you copy paste your uh, content uh, template and you paste you are writing it to your a future employer or whoever it is so you should personalize it accordingly add something in the beginning just maybe uh, take a look at the linkedin profile and see what they are good at what they are actually uh, uh, what are the kind of posts that they are engaging with so that will give you a good clarity and then but make sure you use this personal note thing so Definitely. that is something that we are not actually making use of 100% agree and i i do that i i send a, a personal note anytime i want to connect 
and the thing is that there are only 300 characters to play with so what yeah. you definitely need to do is also write whatever you think you should say about yourself and why you want to connect but at the same time use uh, you know basic rules of copywriting to make your sentences like really easy to read and i i would also yeah. recommend doing it on your desktop not on your phone because on the phone yeah. you lose that formatting it it doesn't happen i've tried it i don't know if it's just my phone but desktop much better yeah. like you can format it and there's like white spaces so important for legibility amazing yes exactly so yeah uh, so that actually is my second point and my third point is something i mean spend time knowing your future recruiter or manager and most importantly about the company because every time you are looking for a new opportunity uh, for a new company so it's always better to know about the recruiter and manager and the company first the company because you should know what product or what service uh, is the company using and what are they trying to solve are they trying to solve any problem and if so get to know the problem get to know their competitors and uh, how your so how your recruiter um, recruiting manager or hiring manager how they are contributing to the growth of the company so these are some basic things that you should know mm-hmm. before uh, sending a request so uh, that is my tip their... as well yeah. yeah and also engage with their content like follow those uh, company uh, pages follow the people that uh, might eventually you know become part of uh, the team that you work with and also Definitely. this gives you insights into what you should ask in an interview because so many people don't ask questions when you say do you have any questions for me yeah. and they're like no i don't have any questions and that to me is such a huge red flag because um if i'm yeah. hiring somebody for marketing and they don't have any questions i'm super concerned because then i don't know if they're if they're curious because you need that you know you need that curiosity you need that sort of um person asking questions to figure out what are we doing how can they make it better because it is an exchange right you exchange yeah. your time for money and this company is hiring you because you are going to add value right nobody is going to pay you to teach you they will of course mentorship yeah. exists but you have to bring something to the table so this is super important got it so yeah uh, and the fourth point is definitely update your linkedin profile uh, regularly learn the basics of linkedin keywords and the algo- how the algorithm works and optimize your profile regularly so this is you know a lot of people are not aware of you know updating their profile regularly so try updating it uh, you know it is very important right to get, if you want to get yourself or your profile noticed if you if you want to get yourself noticed in the in the first uh, list of 10 or 15 people uh you know uh, it's important to update your profile accordingly so that is going to you know rank uh, your profile higher when you mm-hmm. compare it with your peers so that is important Absolutely. a lot of people yeah are not updating their profile regularly is what i see so whatever new things or new things that you learn or new things that you do yeah. so make sure you add it in your profile that that will give you a lot of opportunity definitely a, a lot of people don't have a, a banner image you should definitely add something that relates to your industry you don't have like a like a good profile picture and i was told this because i apparently don't smile enough so yeah. i have to update my profile photo so be on the lookout for that i'm going to be updating i'm going to smize on linkedin now um and yeah. also your your bio right the the about section people are not about making you. use of that uh, your headline so if you are let's say looking for roles 
in product marketing then you should have that on your uh, bio right your that's what people see when they first land on your profile or even if they're searching for let's say you you know the, you get these insights from linkedin um, every week um, where it yeah. says that you appeared in these many searches these were the keywords yeah. and you take that right you take what you want to like work in the industry and you should have those either in your skills or you should have that in your bio and your about section so that people know exactly who you are uh, super yes. important yeah so i also see there's a there's a sorry uh, there's a link yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. so basically i have uh, this article which basically explains everything about how to properly optimize your linkedin profile so i'll definitely uh, share the link with you sne so you yeah we'll put we'll that on the newsletter and everybody can go through this yes. keywords again i think with also with your resumes because most companies use ats you want to take yes. uh, so if if you are looking for a job and you find that on linkedin they usually have these skills listed there so what is relevant to you you should be adding that to your resume don't take the same resume that you've created and send it off and blast it out in the yes. universe and think that it's going to work. work you um, so if and if you have let's say premium um, i think there's a free trial also so if you've never taken the premium you can you make use of that it tells you yeah. uh, what skills you are matched again so you made like 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 and that gives you okay this this is probably like a job for me or this is what they're looking for and you should yeah. update your resume with those so that the ats can scan it through definitely uh, thanks for uh, adding this as well because this is super important and right now the companies are totally using ats to uh, screen your uh, resume yeah. and that's super critical well. do you do you think that um writing cover letters is um is important or i mean if if it's optional should somebody write a cover letter when they're trying to uh, you know uh, find a, find the right job maybe uh, when the platform that you're you're uh, using to reach out to your future employees or recruiting managers is linkedin you don't need necessarily need a cover letter on linkedin you just need to do all or uh, need to do all these things right yeah, but yeah. in case if you are reaching out to them uh, uh, if you are writing an email to your future employer or maybe a cover letter a nice looking cover letter will definitely get you a notice this is what i feel yeah i think the about section is like a proxy for your cover letter so yes. if you are uh, applying on linkedin then make sure your about tells exactly what. again i recommend doing on on the on the desktop because you can format it you can add emojis and do all kinds of stuff on yeah. the desktop yes cool. exactly exactly i'm so uh, excited so the last the last point uh, basically engage post and jot down your perspectives as articles so don't just write drive value so you know uh, it's not just you know having linkedin profile and uh, sending connection requests and just liking other posts it is basically you know you at, at times you should uh, definitely engage with your uh, uh, connection i mean the the, the your networks uh, what they are up to and uh, other stuff and you should definitely post something that drives value to your readers or consumers and uh, there is something called linkedin article where you can just Or write down your perspectives, or write down anything, any random thing. You have the full privilege to experiment uh, with LinkedIn articles, and just why don't you make use of LinkedIn articles? 
absolutely I, uh, it's oh, an yeah. underrated feature again a lot of people aren't using it um and also with yeah. engagement if you are going to post at let's say 10 a.m um 9 30 you should start uh, going into linkedin and start commenting on relevant posts because what yeah. happens is by the time you post those people that you've commented on they know and their um, network gets notified so you get more engagement on your post and the algorithm also takes into account how much engagement you get in the first hour so if people exactly. you mention or people uh, you've tagged they aren't really engaging with it then it just dies down like it doesn't yeah. show it to the larger segment right it just it's testing it out with like a very small group seeing if yeah. there's enough engagement and then blasting it out so definitely very important to add value in it where you are also engaging with other people's content you don't come on LinkedIn and just say that, listen to me, I have so much to say. I'm sure people yeah. do. Uh, everybody has their own uh, niche and their expertise. But it's also about sort of having this community rally around you, right? You you need to yeah. use that to build meaningful connections, I would say. It's, it's not like exactly. people think networking is such like a, like a, like a bad thing to do where oh i scratch your bag you scratch my bag but that's not what it is it's about you finding like-minded people and then growing together or maybe exactly. somebody can then turn into like a mentor to you and they help you grow exactly. and we all like you know we when we grow together we win together you know it's it's not uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing this from utkarshat network capital but competition is for losers Right, you don't need yes, to be in competition yes. with anybody. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people, you know, usually do like I have five thousand connections, I I have ten thousand connections, twenty <laughs> connections. So it, I mean, yeah, though it sounds really great or huge, it's definitely what matters is what value you're driving uh, to all your connections. True, all absolutely. Your 5K, 20K, 20K yeah. I also want to just put this out there that you know sometimes you might feel like nobody's reading what you're writing and you don't get as many likes and uh, i've noticed it and also the the linkedin consultant that i spoke to joe he said the same okay. thing sometimes what happens is you may not get as many likes you might get like one two nobody's liking your post but that doesn't mean that nobody's seeing them and a lot of uh, times people have come to him and said that oh i love your linkedin content but they've never engaged with it right so even if you you feel like you're just like screaming into a void and nobody's really reading it people are people are taking notice of it so that just becomes like a cold lead until they're ready to Absolutely. you know uh, engage with you yeah. or talk to you or uh, maybe seek you out to hire you or work with you as a freelancer so you should post what you want to post add value and don't worry so much about oh i'm not getting as much likes i'm not getting as much engagement i don't have any followers or connections that's that's like all of those are like vanity metrics you don't have to worry about that you don't have to worry about yes and you know just to end uh, i've added my article as well which i'm going to share with you so the article which you read yeah, so yeah i've actually jotted on yeah. the I just want to give this uh, backstory here, right? So I found you on LinkedIn and I saw this article and I was like, wait, this is so interesting. I went through the article and I was like, oh my God, I have to get you on the podcast. 
and then i saw that you started you know you have a very similar journey this is what i'm trying to uh, showcase on the podcast so you you started off as an engineer and now you're a product marketer and uh, we have yeah. that service paro connection uh, shweta yeah. was working at service paro before she's working with mobstack now so i i feel like it's almost like uh, serendipity you you feel like oh who's going to come on my podcast because it's like so so new but Great. the thing is that people like you exist like people who want to help other people want to offer their mentorship uh, work in personal development and you shouldn't limit yourself to thinking that oh i i don't think i, I can get this person to come on the podcast right you don't know i mean yeah. i wouldn't know if i hadn't tried it would be like oh this person's too busy so i'm not going to like even bother yes yes so, so yeah i i think there's this uh flow chart that you have in this article can we take a look at that uh definitely and uh just to end the last slide is going to be something that you just said uh you know you they have to make use of this uh weekly chart which you can not necessarily weekly thing you can uh, take a look at it daily as well yeah, yeah. so uh, i mean the keywords your users basically use uh, your searches uh, basically use to find you so yeah. just to find, i mean how do you find that is basically go to your profile and you will find something called search appearance and you when you click on search appearance then just scroll out to the bottom then you will find keywords your search is used super important so this is just a screenshot of uh, how what my search is used to find me so i am i'm just you know the keywords my search is used to find me are a product marketer marketer or product totally relevant same, and yeah. um can you also see where your searches uh, so searchers work um i i know it's a feature on premium i, I don't know if it's still on the free version oh or... i think it's still in the basic uh, i think uh, you can definitely so you can also take a this, look at that yeah you can also see yeah. where uh, you know who has looked at your profile where do they work um some interesting views that have come from uh, you know certain Uh, people that are working at some company so if you see that a certain company somebody working at a certain company has looked at your profile go engage with that go follow their company page engage with their linkedin post and because company pages don't get a lot of engagement you will stand out mm-hmm. right a meaningful comment there yep. will definitely help definitely so i think the interesting views and all comes in the premium plan so you don't have that in the basic so you have to unlock it uh but the companies uh, where most of your uh, searches are uh, in currently so that you can uh, find it out just above this section the keyword uh, your searches your section brilliant uh, you can yeah. definitely find it out or do i have to share my linkedin profile and i mean that would be great like if you could just uh, walk us through your linkedin and just yes show us we could also take a look at uh, the other optimizations that awesome. you've done definitely so maybe uh, when you go to your profile so you have something called search appearances and when you click on search appearance here you will have all the companies where uh, your searches are working currently so i have more, most of my searches work for uh, freshworks clutch.co wipro story real estate and when you just scroll and down, what do they do yeah see. again very important like yeah what might they be looking at you for are they probably looking to uh, hire you or do they want to maybe collaborate with you are they looking to sell something to you again gives exactly. you so many insights here so yeah 
So, and when I just scroll down, then I will have the keywords your searches used. Yeah, keywords. brilliant. So, yeah, this is all about it. But when you want to know who are the searches and where are they coming from, the, the searches name and all, so that comes in the premium plan. Right now, uh, in the basic, you'll not be able to see that. So, I have the basic plan now. No worries. I mean, this is, yes. this is I think, um, again, people make that mistake of thinking that you need to pay for a premium to make the best out of LinkedIn, but that's not really true. I just got the premium because I, I wanted to invest a little bit more into networking with people that yeah. aren't necessarily in my circle. And that helps the LinkedIn learning is something that I'm interested in. So that's what I'm doing with the premium. That is super um, important for you yeah super and because i i feel like if i'm not learning i am dying like my brain feels like it's yeah. rusting away <laughs> and yeah. I, I i guess it's overkill for some people because you don't want to be on overdrive all the time but that's what i find exhilarating i mean to be learning something new um and this is so helpful right i'm super excited to get into that flow chart now if we can yeah uh, so i have to uh, go to my uh i i think while yeah. you do that i also want to just put this out there medium again super important to put your yeah. content out there if you don't have a website of your own use medium uh, because this is yeah. how uh, a client found me because i put out content on medium which was about uh, location-based marketing and technology and they needed somebody with that expertise like that specific expertise and they found me on LinkedIn and we just got started from there so again didn't yeah. know that they were reading it they didn't leave a comment there I didn't know that it was uh, you know that company looking at my profile so very very important cool take us through this yes. oh, I love this I know this is on Canva because I <laughs> use this template <laughs> yes this is on Canva again. So I yes. just, you know, I was doing something for uh, the Sparrow and I thought, okay, why don't I use the same template and just play with the text alone? Love so this. Can we, can we zoom in and focus on uh, this? Yes. Lovely. Can okay. you see it? Really? Yes, I can. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so th actually, I would like to, you know, tell something about this article in specific because how I, I got started with this article is basically I got a Reddit question from a Reddit user who who just asked how do you market yourself better to your future employees and how to increase your employability rate is the question which I got it. And I just answered him and he was he found my comment very helpful and he dropped a very interesting reply. I loved the reply. And uh, which got me thinking why shouldn't I write an article on the same and help a lot of people benefit from this article is what I thought. And I immediately, since I already know what I've written in the in Reddit, so mm -hmm. I know the all the points or the content. So I just maximize your brilliant the use of content right? repurposing. That's that's brilliant. I think yes. so many people fail to do that. They put out content on one platform and they think that this is it. They don't necessarily think yes. to take that and turn it into a blog post, turn it into a video, turn it into a podcast. Yes. Take us through this. Uh, Step yeah, one. basically, uh, uh, so it is, uh, I mean, pretty much what I've explained uh, in the uh, LinkedIn uh, presentation, which I've done. Um, so, I mean, steps to market yourself better to your future employees. So it's the first step is identifying the role that really uh, excites you or interests you. Because uh, when you're applying for any company, the first thing that you should uh, check is the role which you're going to apply for. 
so that is important the, second thing is do you think the role matters or does the company matter more because i think that's again uh, another debate that people have right do you do you look for a good company or do you look for a good role uh, if you ask me i would definitely go for uh, uh, looking for a good role because the role is where uh, you will definitely you know that is something that you you're chasing your passion and you're taking your career towards it i mean the companies yeah a lot of companies are doing really well and even if it, if they are not uh, doing well the strategies that they have is something that will definitely work for them in the longer run and why don't you join the company and make the processes and system better ah so you're like 50-50 you would probably like 50-50 so you would take a yeah. bet on the company <laughs> like they would take a bet on you uh, i would say maybe 70 30 70% the role, role uh, which are like for 30% the company because the role is important yeah for me it's the the, the company because uh, at this point i think that i know where my areas of expertise lie and i want to continue growing so if it's at a good company and i might not start with like a designation that i feel very excited about but if it allows me to grow and expand my mind then i think i'm all for it because i also i shouldn't really say a company right it's it's the people within that company that make it what it is you want to work for a good manager you don't necessarily work for a building you don't necessarily work for a company you work with that one uh, person um and a team to to get the best out of you so that, that that i would look for that i would look for a good company and a good team a good uh, work culture again that's like a buzzword right now like yes, good company yes. uh, the the work life balance which is like so so erratic right now since since the pandemic how yes. has it been for you i know we're going off topic but we'll so, get back to step 2 what what has work yes, life but, uh, has been like for you it's definitely hectic uh, because uh, we are uh, service pair as a company is growing really well uh, we are just uh, you know trying to acquire all the markets and uh, so there's a lot of work going in the company and a lot of cross functional uh, collaboration and calls so every day it's basically very hectic but yeah uh, one best thing about service pair is they all of uh, the companies to balance their la- both work life and personal life this is something that i love about the company so yeah you have weekends saturday sunday where you can spend time for yourself or maybe decompress uh, which yeah decompress as you said amazing so yeah uh, the company is very helpful uh, in that case i would say love that cool so step 2 connecting with future so employees step 2 is connecting with future, uh, future employees who are already in the industry uh, i mean the future employees necessarily not need to be the one who work for your future organization you can connect with employees who i mean whose role is exacting you and who you want to learn from so you can connect with them and, uh, and the third thing will definitely be you know show them what you are capable of uh, maybe with your uh, work project side hustle or whatever you have done or to mm-hmm. optimize your yeah. profile i mean all these things can be shown uh, uh, i mean it, it, not just that you know you're sending them links and you're bombarding them with uh, links in the inbox it's not that i mean basically taking time and uh, letting them know that you would be a good fit so that will definitely work and the fourth thing is adding value with a project that showcases your skill sets so there are a lot of projects that you can do uh, 
as as your side as well. And I've mentioned everything in this article. I'm definitely going to share uh, the article. Absolutely, uh, yeah. As well, so you can you know take. I mean, I'm not sure uh, because I've not really experienced all these domains, but I've you know I have some friends in all these uh, fields. So definitely, I've seen them grow and I've seen them working on multiple things. And I've just jotted this article based on. how what my interaction was with that particular uh, friend or employee so you can definitely check it out and have this as a, as a reference and you can you know work and maybe if you have any brilliant idea so you can definitely feel free to experiment that as well uh, so the fifth thing is you know we all do stuff we all start things but we don't be consistent again that goes yeah. uh, to you also uh, i should definitely work on my consistency so because i've written this article and after this article i should definitely get started with my next one but i was busy with other stuff uh, i so, can i can yeah. give you a tip i can give you a tip here right um so i did this writing fellowship and i think again the problem that usually happens is like you get one great idea and you execute yeah. it and you don't know where your next idea is going to come from or you don't have time to then work on it and um again borrowing from utkarsh this is something called a writing operating system so you create okay. something on something very simple on google docs or notion where you mm-hmm. put in everything that interests you so you have like these multiple categories so for me it's uh, productivity saas content marketing Uh, careers personal development and under each category i put in like articles uh, linkedin posts videos instagram posts anything that i come across that becomes part mm-hmm. of my consumption diet so everything that i'm consuming i put it there and then at the end of the day you spend 10 minutes just absorbing all of that and just building notes so when it comes time to write like a long form article you have all your research ready it also helps with like when you're having like conversations with people or you just want to be like interesting um and sound knowledgeable or even like in a yeah. job interview right i i feel like that's something that people get so nervous about um especially in the round with the 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 hr the recruiter that's where you have to appear personable that's where you have to yeah. you know show that you are a well rounded individual it's not just one thing that you're good at but you know multiple things that like you you can collaborate or you have demonstrated that you can learn really well and all of that so it's it's very very helpful so just i have that on my google docs maybe that that might, might help you and also having like a calendar just have yeah. like a calendar <laughs> reminder that you have to you know publish this today and um, yeah. again i'm i'm quoting this uh, fellow from the writing fellowship pratik jain he works mm-hmm. at twilio as a product manager oh. and he basically has this one simple motto just hit the damn publish button just hit the publish button and you know you can yeah. always go back and edit stuff you can always go back and refine it so don't think too much about like oh is it good enough should i put it out there so just just maybe those yes. two things might help definitely i think that's a very uh, helpful tip for me also thank you vasne for uh, mentioning that that will definitely help me out and uh, yeah uh, the going to my sixth point basically building a strong uh, a personal brand by sharing with your network so it's basically two different things sharing it with your network and building a strong personal brand for building a strong personal brand you can definitely you know uh, do 
some of the things which I mentioned in my PPT and uh, sharing it with your network at the right time definitely will help you, you know, get noticed. So the last thing will definitely be master the heart of, uh, you know, networking to increase your opportunities because networking is definitely, again, an underrated uh, stuff that most of the people are uh, not doing uh, to the to the max. So you can definitely network, you know, just like how we got connected, it's basically yeah. networking. The same way you can, uh, you know, reach out to people and send them an invite and talk about random stuff, not necessarily seeking for opportunities, but you can also, you know, discuss other stuff and learn from each other. So you can do all these things to increase your networking game and back and maybe two years down the lane when that person is thinking about something that you've told. So, I mean, you will definitely come and drop a message to you and say, hey, thank yeah. you for uh, mentioning that and it is definitely helpful for my career right now. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So is all of your networking happening on LinkedIn right now? So it's basically on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is the platform which I'm actually uh, on most of the time. And yeah, so not, uh, I, I'm, I use Reddit at times. Reddit is another platform where I... Very underrated, I think, especially for marketers, very yeah. underrated. You get such yes. interesting use cases out of Reddit, right? You just do, like, a yes. basic research. So many people get caught up with these, these uh, high-end tools. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, those tools work really well yes. for keyword research. Really well. But when it comes to what does the audience really want, Reddit, uh, even LinkedIn, just put in the search LinkedIn. terms on LinkedIn and you'll find, so you filter it for content and you'll find like so many interesting use cases. That's yeah. what I do for most of the articles that I have to write because okay. there isn't something that already exists that is out there. I'm creating something mm -hmm. from scratch. So competitor research okay. only works to like a certain extent, right? So I had to write something about demand generation. And while oh. we have like certain aspects happening at Mobstack, we don't necessarily have like a like a complete framework so it was completely new to me when it comes to like writing you know ideas for other SaaS companies and i just put that keyword in uh, demand generation looked for that hashtag and so much came out of it right people had put in like free templates this is how you can figure out your demand generation model uh, these are the steps that you should follow this is uh, this is what you should do here's another idea and I put that all into this article and I thanked everybody <laughs> that uh, contributed to it indirectly. So you don't always need to have people say that, hey, do you want to add this resource? Because that usually happens, right? People reach out and they want to be like, can, can you do this? Indirectly, con you know, add their contributions and that could be another way for you to network with them. Definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, I'm totally, you know, and on LinkedIn, you know, a lot of people are, uh, starting their Slack groups where, uh, you know, yeah. uh, they are keeping all the conversation going on Slack groups and Discord, a lot of other platforms locked. So I'm myself being a part of uh, some of the Slack groups as well and on Discord where they uh, discuss all things styles, all things marketing, all things product management. So this is, I mean, I've found all these connections on LinkedIn. So you can definitely make use of LinkedIn and get on the Slack groups. When you see any Slack link, just make, I mean, even if you are not being an active member of Slack, just go try making use of the platform, try making use of the group so that yeah, they are discussing a lot of good things, which is totally new and you can learn one or two from them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Slack works super well. Uh, 
there are these free communities that you can be a part of there's one yeah. for product led growth um there's one for um i think sales and marketing operations called rev genius and so many more yeah, right genius. there's um, there's product hunt for uh, product managers product ideas yeah yeah also product hunt as on its own right the website it brought me yeah. so many new tools right i wouldn't have known about them otherwise in so many interesting jobs that even came out of it so there's one that is just a very simple uh, interface where uh, they send out um, emails yeah. with uh, content writing jobs which are mostly remote yeah. And that's how I, I found this one company uh, as an agency in Canada and it pays really well. So, I mean, why not, right? Like, why not make use of everything that's available? And so much of it is just free. I yes, also want to yes. just plug in like network capital here, not because I'm a member, but it's been so, so helpful as a community. So it's basically Netflix for careers. You have masterclasses, you have fellowships, you have one-on-one -on -one mentoring happening. Uh, I think, I don't know when this would go out, but you have like the, the creme de la creme of like people in various industries, like talking to you, it's also happening on Clubhouse now. So you can, you can join yes, that. Clubhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. so amazing. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was so not on board with the whole idea of Clubhouse. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, what was I even thinking, right? I attended the session yesterday again with Network Capital. And we were talking about the passion economy and, uh, you know, freelancers and creators. Insane, the amount of insights that you can get from people in the industry. And, you know, it also becomes like a support system an accountability yeah. group if you will and that again pushes you to be consistent building your personal brand oh. or hitting that publish button so definitely check out mm -hmm. network capital definitely definitely thank you for this again yeah this will be again helpful so yeah that's about it that's about all about this article and i would highly recommend you to go through this article and maybe share your insights Maybe if you want to add, or want me to add some more thing into the article, I'm totally up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in itself, this article is super well researched and you did, uh, you know, talk to people in other industries, which again, most people don't do. They just want to put their own viewpoint out there. And this is like a really well-rounded article. So I definitely recommend everybody check it out and read it and leave comments. You know, you can also reach out to Kaushik on LinkedIn and, yes. um, you're open to mentoring, right? You mentioned that you love, uh, you know, getting in touch with people, helping them. So is yeah. is that again, like a passion which goes back to wanting to help people? Or uh, are you probably thinking about opening this up or monetizing this at some point? Uh, not necessarily because I've not even uh, thought about monetizing the mentoring part. And I have been doing that for a lot of my friends as well. So, you know, uh, not necessarily monetizing, but you can always feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Definitely, if I know something or if I know what you're asking, I'll definitely be happy to help you with that. Or else, if that is something that is not my expertise or something, I'm definitely going to, you know, uh, help you connect with the right people. That I can do that for sure, yeah. 
so kaushik what is your three month plan where do you want to be in three months with your side hustle and with um, you know all things product marketing what does that look like yes so right now uh, at service para if you ask me so we are actually kick starting a new initiative called customer marketing so which is totally new that i'm uh, i mean it's not something that i've done before so uh, so i'm just going to virtual high five uh, we we're, we're going to launch that to customer marketing again yes. it happens like in bits and pieces and you know you really need to have a customer centric strategy and then listen to the customers so yes. yeah we're going to we're going to stay in touch <laughs> um yes. and in terms of your side hustle you said that you want to build out the dashboard and maybe switch to like a web app yes so web app thing is definitely already there but uh, there's a lot of scope to optimize the web app but i'm just also in touch with one application developer so he's from bit he's still in the college ranks so you know in talks with him love that build an app very uh, very minimal with minimal functionality uh, i'm planning to do that uh, fuel that gig economy i love that yeah yes and uh, with respect to dashboard yes as you have, you just saw it uh, and there's a lot of things to do in the dashboard because right now we have been making uh, not so big money but we have been making something but we don't have a process to track how much we are, we are making on a daily basis and how much goes in the expense how much we are making use of forward all these has to be tracked uh, and there should be a process for it because right now i'm home and i'm able to see everything but yeah. when i you know move back to some other city and uh, you know when i continue my work from office thing it's going to be difficult for me to track all these things so before i go before everything ends i think i should create all these processes and make it easier for me to track things from wherever i am super nice i mean that's that's really interesting um so i mean we already said that people can reach out to you on linkedin um is there a specific like niche that you would like to help people with is it uh getting over that fear of switching careers or having them with their linkedin so that we can you know uh put that out there and people can reach and and be very specific because i think that's something that i've spoken about maybe three times already but when you ask for help you should be very specific what what you need help with be saying i need help can you help me is is a good starting point but it's not going to get you what you need so uh what are those areas of expertise that um, you know people can reach out to you for that's actually a very good question so i mean i wouldn't have you know definitely i would have told you can ask me about anything but now that you were told that it should be specific so you can definitely you know uh reach out to me if you want to know how to approach people on linkedin how to get a response so because a lot of people you know text 10 people and if you don't get a response then then just give yeah. up yeah and But wonder why i can help you with that yeah yes uh, i can definitely help you with that maybe maintain that consistency i can just uh, share my tips because when i was uh, looking for a job i didn't succeed at all but i didn't give up so i just kept uh, reaching out to people and that's how i found this opportunity the first opportunity with that part so i can definitely help you with that and the the fear as you said because i've just you know uh, i helped uh, you know two of my college friends and one good thing is yesterday uh, one of my friends just reached out to me that she got placed in a company uh, in the us that's so amazing so i still remember her journey and that is something that i would like to share uh, in this podcast as well uh, you know we were uh, we both are really good friends 
she, I mean, we were in the final year and she was uh, starting her uh, preparations for GRE. Uh, first attempt, she got 290 or something, which is not a great score. And uh, she didn't get any good universities in the US. And uh, the second attempt, again, 296, which is again not a very good score uh, if you want to uh, be in the top university. And uh, she didn't give up, but she had a lot of doubts, self doubts, uh, you know, thinking that I, uh, she wouldn't be really good enough to crack that. Uh, and she didn't give up. I really appreciate her. I was with, I was with her the whole process. Uh, and again, she took like two months time. She prepared, she worked her ass off. And the third attempt, she got uh, three, three, not eight something. And that was good enough to get under, get a university. And she got into university at Buffalo, which is- That's uh, amazing. Such a, such a great yes. example of how consistency pays off, how you should be okay with failure. Again, I was talking to a friend earlier today um, I'm forcing him to come on the podcast and talk about his experiences. He um, is yeah. a mechanical engineer and now works at KPMG, which again, I think that that's, that's such an interesting journey in itself. And we just talked about that. We aren't okay with failing because that's just not ingrained in us that it's okay to fail and that failure can like teach you so much. So I mean, hats off to your yes. friend. Yes. So, uh, I mean, a very similar story, the same thing, uh, where uh, uh, another, uh, I mean, one of my friends actually, you know, she cracked uh, as a travel consultant in a startup. Uh, she was a sales consultant there, but her dad was not totally okay with that. Uh, her dad want, wanted her to work for big companies uh, yeah. in a very, uh, you know, privileged role. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and she was very demotivated, no support uh, from her parents, no support from her family started doing things on her own and and then she was on a break for four months and right and now she actually cracked uh, her admittance uh, a soil a soil uh, school of institute i mean school of uh, institute leadership something so yeah so which is really great and she is doing a master's in hr now and so now her parents are on transition board? yeah uh, so i mean she it took a lot of time for her to make them understand uh, about it does, the yeah right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, they might not, you know, have that knowledge. Uh, so actually, it was a very big process. Yeah, I, I say this a lot. And I, I, I even tell my parents the same thing. Like Parents want what's best for you, but they don't necessarily know what's best for you because they aren't yeah. exposed to the kind of things that we've been exposed to. So they don't want to see you suffer. They don't necessarily want to see you yeah. fail at something, which is why they always, you know, put that sort of pressure on you to play it safe and play by the rules and you know get a, get yeah. a good role in a good company and not really realizing that that's not everybody's path um yeah, that, that exactly. robert frost poem comes to mind right there are two roads and one is like less traveled so maybe sometimes it's it's okay to take that risk and not having yeah. your parents on board is is really really i mean it's really hard right because that's your first yeah. pillar of support but again yeah. i think once you can prove that this is something that's going to work for you you are very passionate about it and the money starts coming in i think you know eventually like even my parents are like so proud of me now <laughs> which is like so yeah, insane because it, it was like oh why are you watching youtube what are you going to get out of youtube right and this is back in college yeah. when I was trying to 
prepped for these aptitude tests and i was just on youtube because that's how i learned um i was just looking at yes. these concepts and we all learn yeah. yeah youtube is our teacher right youtube is our online yes. classroom exactly. has been and they thought i was crazy and then once i uh, i got into bosch they were like what youtube and you know and then they were like yes. you know my daughter was like on youtube the whole time and then she cracked it and you know she was this and that so yeah i mean parents yes. love to like show off their children's achievements and we also want to make them proud but that should not be your guiding principle in life that you want yes. them to be proud of you by default they should be proud of you if they're not that's their you know their issue that's their mistake yeah yeah that's their mistake i mean you're their child that's that's automatic you know the pride should be automatic mm -hmm. yes. um and also like just be able to like support them again i understand it's not a reality for a lot of people because doing all of this it's a risk and that risk is a privilege but still just having that sort of support if you don't have it from your parents have a very good support system when it comes to people around you like your uh, colleagues or your friends people that you can talk to mentors because without yeah. that you you can be in a very dark place full of like self doubt and yeah. all of that so like really i mean amazing show is like with both of your friends yeah just to name the university it it is a school of uh, inspired leadership so which is you know too amazing. good for hr yeah after this uh, after tata institute of uh, you know uh, the hr uh, they are actually too good for hr uh, related uh, post graduation so it is basically a one year course so they are doing it so for people who wants to take their career uh, in the hr domain so they definitely have to check this billion and um okay i know we again got off track but uh, people can reach out to you to learn more about approaching people on linkedin side hustles how to get started because that four day story is amazing and yeah. also product marketing saas marketing in yeah, general yeah. and also cricket right you love cricket so people can talk yes, to you about yes, that yes i love cricket so yeah <laughs> so saas marketing and product marketing is something that is new and uh, every day is a new day and i'm learning a lot so yeah definitely I'm, i'll be happy to share my learnings with you whatever i have learned till now so because of Uh, you know people like you and in the network other people in the network so i'm just learning from them so yeah uh, and if you want an expert level advice on product marketing or saas marketing so definitely i'll be happy to share my insights but i will also be happy to share uh, another contact who will be the right person to reach out to so the power of the network right that that's exactly what happens yeah. if i'm and i do this all the time if i'm not the right person i will connect you to the right person Right, which is it's just a beautiful thing right you people are there this that um, six degrees of separation right you are only separated by someone else that you don't know by only six people yes so pretty interesting to think about that amazing i mean so please go follow kashik on linkedin and any other social media that you're on will link that if you if you open to that and thank you so so much for agreeing to do this and to my viewers or people that are listening just want to say that always remember to bet on people and keep on keeping on great thank you bye bye